Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up, what up, what up? We're back at it again inside high school hoops with my man Iso Ani. Special edition. Got an exclusive interview. Get get out the way. Uh <laughs> edition uh with Glenn Smith from Hoop Fest Basketball. So <clears throat> I'll let Ani introduce, then we'll get it rolling. If you don't know who Glenn Smith is, you're tripping and you're not a part of the culture. Just want to say that. Oh, absolutely. Uh Glenn Smith, uh a pioneer of sorts, uh runs the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. And now as he has uh, gone bigger with the just the Hoop Fest basketball series. Uh, this year he's done the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest that he does at uh Sandra Meadows, which is Duncanville in uh Texas, and also he just did it at uh Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. Right. Uh, <clears throat> the following week he had it at uh, in Texarkana, uh which was big for that community. Um People trying to figure out why he did that, but that's big for that community to have that level of basketball there, and then just to see the talent. And then, uh, then this this week he has he's in Utah, so yeah, hats off to Glenn Smith. Yeah, the good thing is we get to bring him in the studio and ask him why he didn't take our so that people can get the answers to the questions. So, without further ado, we will bring in Glenn Smith. Glenn, what up, homie? What's the word, fellas? How we doing this morning? Good, you? We're well, man. We're well. You're moving and grooving, moving and grooving. Oh, yeah. Making it happen. We're going to get you in the prime seat. Hold on, let me get you set up. There we go. <laughs> now we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, so talk about the change to Hoop Fest basketball first, and then we'll go through each one, if you don't mind. Well, I wanted to brand it, um, the company as a whole, you know, because it's time to transition, um, to make the transition to some things that I have lined up in 22 and 23. And – I wanted to add events under the umbrella of Hoop Fest basketball because everyone knows of the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Um, and so I wanted to add events to that, and I wanted all of them to fall under a bigger umbrella uh, or a parent company that I built um, that has different legs to it that, that'll um, grow each year. And so that was the, that was the, the mindset behind, you know, um, Hoop Fest basketball and then having the three entities uh, up under it. 
Yeah, I would think that the transition was pretty smooth for people to just probably seamless. People probably didn't even notice any difference because they know the Hoop Fest name and that brand so strong when you add basketball. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that was the mindset behind it. That and uh, I have a few things. I think people are, are really understand uh, why I did it in about six to eight months um, because a lot of stuff is going to start falling, um, you know, coming out. And I think it's going to be really cool um, for them to see it because um, it's like everyone that's in the basketball community um, is growing up as I've grown in this business, you know, from having it be at Metro Academy, you know, 13 years ago to now here we are, you know, uh, you know, putting 10,000 plus in arenas and then expanding to to new uh, um, zip codes, you know, so it's a real it's a real exciting time. All right, I'm gonna let I jump in. I know he was in uh he was at the one in Dallas. Let's talk about the Dallas one, Ani. I'll let you lead the way. Uh yeah. So, you know, the this this every year of the Who Fest that I've been a part of has had like marquee matchups, you know, every day. I thought this year just had a you know, had a really like it was loaded, you know, when you talk you know, about Sierra King, 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 um you know, North Little Rock, Kimball, Duncanville, the normal, the normal uh, teams. I mean, I just felt like from Friday and Saturday, it was just marquee matchup after marquee matchup. Uh, what was the, what was the goal for this year's uh, Thanksgiving Hoop Fest? Because I know, like you, you always try to raise the bar, but like, what was your goal for this year? The goal for this year was to outdo 2019. You know, whereas a lot of people that are in this space are so busy, worried about what um, this person is doing or that person is doing. I just try to kind of focus on what Hoop Fest basketball is doing and try to do better than what I did the previous year. I don't really count 2020 because <clears throat> it was a COVID year and it was just a doubleheader. Um, but I know 2019 really kind of set the tone and raised the bar on a lot of things. This year, what I wanted to do was I wanted to give – the the common basketball fan and the common basketball consumer something that they could come to and be pleased with throughout the whole day you know like you could really sit down at 9 a.m in the morning and watch high-end basketball probably the best basketball that you can watch in the country during that weekend you know from top to bottom and then when you factor in the girl games that i added in i think it would be hard to find an event that had that kind of quality of competition and matchups you know, uh, throughout the whole day, you know, because any game you you watch, there was a high level matchup with with people and teams that really performed at a really high level. And then that's what I wanted to give people. You know, I wanted to give people who always thought, you know, what if this team matched up with that team or what if this player matched up against this player? How would it go? Well, let's find out, you know, in a in a setting where <clears throat> the lights are a little bit brighter, the stage is a little bit bigger. You know, people can um, have it in other places or in different environments, but it's not the same as it is during Thanksgiving because the lights shine a little bit brighter. You know, there's a little, there's more press, you know, there's more expectations. The stage is bigger. There's more pressure, you know, because everybody's coming and then they expect, you know, your best against their best. And then uh, that's what I try to give people. No, I, <clears throat> that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving Who Fest is, has turned into so, some for me is like, you know, you have Thanksgiving and then right after you have the thanks, your Thanksgiving dinner, it's like, okay, we're ready for the hoop fest. Uh, it's, it's always been something that I've just anticipated each year. 
Um, talk about just, you know, you've talked about it, like from getting to from beginning to now, but just is that something that you want people to always feel like, hey, <laughs> you know, I want you to be ready for the hoop fest like every year. Like after Thanksgiving dinner, I'm like, okay, it's hoop fest. Like my players, you know, we played in your, we played on a Saturday. Like they were just texting me like, man, we ready, we ready, we ready. And it's just like it, it, there's a lot of like excitement coming to the hoop fest. How do you feel like? How do you get that type of excitement, anticipation? It happens from you know players like yours, you know the fans. Um, the people that have been consistently coming to the to the event, you know, the old heads that sit in the corner that talk smack, all of that kind of by all of that plays a part in the event, you know, the environment. You know, it's so many you have so many people that are just rolling the balls out and then they call it this big event, you know, but uh, I'm not just in the business of putting on an event. You know, I consider uh, the Thanksgiving Who Fest to be an experience. You know, I want people to think I used to want people to think about Thanksgiving dinner, Black Friday and then the Who Fest. Now, Black Friday is really just going all cyber, you know, all, in, um, all on the Internet. So now I want people to think about Thanksgiving dinner, Cowboys game, Who Fest. Who am I going to watch that's going to be shaking Adam Silver's hand in, in, um, in 12 months or 18 months? You know, that's 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 what I want people to do. You know, I want little kids to come and want to be motivated to to better their craft and then, you know, be excited to play in the Hoop Fest one day. I want teams to want to say, hey, I want to get my team better uh, so that we can get an invitation to the Hoop Fest. And then I want players to say, hey, I want that matchup at the Hoop Fest because I want to show people that I'm better than that guy. And then with with everyone um, leveling up, it not only increases the event, but it it increases the awareness of basketball in the state as well as Dallas Fort Worth. And then I, I think as we kind of push that up, everyone that's doing other stuff, they get to kind of feed off of that because now everybody wants to be either be here, come here, or get a player from here. Whether it's high school or college, everybody wants somebody from here or to play someone here. Okay. You know, Dallas has been uh well, Texas in general has been a hotbed for a while. Um, you know, I know with Duncanville having that win against Monverde, you have Richardson <clears throat> on Saturday at Thanksgiving Who Fest uh, beating AZ Compass. Uh, how long, you know, people say, oh, ba- Texas is the Mecca of basketball. I think it's been the Mecca of basketball for a minute. <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts on that? And how does that, how, and I feel like your event has helped show that. Uh, I feel that, I feel like this. I think that people like people always in other regions of the country, when you mention certain things or certain teams, people get starstruck. You know, they'll be like, oh, wow, you know, this team coming or or we got an invitation to this event. Whereas in Texas and in Dallas in particular, we don't get excited about stuff like that. You know, no disrespect to um, Wilkie down at the city of Palms. You know, but, you know, he really wants to get Texas teams to his events, to the city of Palms. But I had to tell him one day, you know, uh, people from Texas don't get excited about city of Palms. You know, we don't get excited about, you know, uh, you know, this team or that team. Why? Because we feel like we got the best teams, we got the best players, and we got the best facilities. Hence, all of you wanting to either get one of our kids or you trying to, you know, get us to come play you here and there when we got it all here. 
you know, where right now it's a lot of cultural vultures and a lot of something and a lot of riding going on right now, you know, to where everyone's like, hey, you know, uh, Richardson upset Arizona Compass or um, Duncanville upset Mount Verde. Well, no, we knew they was going to win. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, y'all didn't know that because y'all are jumping on whatever bandwagon is going to get you the most retweets or likes. We already knew this. Right. You know, I had a conversation with Richardson's coach, you know, like the week before they played, um, I'm sorry, the week of or when they played Compass. After talking to him, I knew that Richardson was going to win that game. I didn't care who Compass had. Richardson coach had the the greatest line I've ever heard by a coach. He said, mm-hmm. regard, he said, when we play them, I am going to have the best player on the court. And my best player is going to have the ball 95%. <laughs> I like my chances of beating them. Amen. Hey. You can't – if anybody that, that knows Coach Lawson at Richardson, he don't really talk like that. He don't really be talking greasy like that. Right. But, but the way he said it, it was in such a tactful way, in a humble way, that he believed it. His team believed it, and right. before you knew it, they were smacking it out of Arizona Cup. It's early, <laughs> real talk, you know. And then I don't, I don't care if they can say they didn't have this guy or this guy. They lost to a team, a public school, public school that has school boundaries where kids have to live in. Yep. It, whereas their boundaries is the world, endless. You know what I'm saying? The world. And then you fast forward to last night. I knew Duncanville was going to win because they they did a really whoever did their schedule did a really good job. Okay, they they I knew Duncanville was going to beat them because that team didn't like how Montverde did them in 2019, right? And and then they didn't like how Sierra Canyon did them either. So basically, you know, like like I tweeted last night, you know, Duncanville was out here trying to get their licks back from 2019, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they tagging people. They got them, you know. And Mount Ver, that team was a little bit different. It would have been interesting to see what that team would have did against this team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, with those two, that those are the two teams that people love to talk about right now, and rightfully so. Right. But then in the wing, you you know, people don't people may 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 forget, Arizona Compass almost lost Friday night. Yeah, they did. McKinney. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They almost got popped that night. You know, to McKinney with Jacoby Waltz, you know, if if the coach may have made maybe, you know, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback. But if right. he may have, you know, um, made one or two little adjustments or if a couple balls go a, a different way, they could have went 0-2. Right. You know, and, and, and probably then, high schools, like you said. Yeah. They got school districts, you know what I'm saying? They got, you know, they got DCs they got and stuff. You <laughs> know what I'm buses. Yeah. They're riding on yellow dogs, you know. You know, and then that's why I think what's great about Texas right now is, you know, we bar none fading off. You know, we like line them up, you know, right. and and it, and it's good for the culture. You know, it's good for basketball here in the state. You know, uh, it's good for basketball in Dallas. You know, no no knock on what they got going on in Central and South Tech, um, in Central and in Houston. But right now, you know, Dallas is where it's at. Yeah. I don't – I mean – yeah, like like you can line them up, you know, and the, it's gonna show, you know, it's showing right now nationally, and yeah. it's gonna show in March when the state tournament gets here. I hate to say it, you yeah. know, it may it may be like a crown sweep round here from six A to four A, you know, you know, it, it, hold up six A, 
maybe even 3A because Madison 3A, right? Right, Madison 3A. I think they're favorites yeah. for 3A. Yeah, yeah. It could get ugly for the state, you know, this year again, you know. But I say that, you know, um, playfully, but it just kind of shows how how our basketball is, you know, here right now, you know. And and it's exciting, you know. Uh, and then the, I hate to say it, but uh, I was talking to Buff a couple weeks ago about some young kids and a couple other people. Man, I don't think we letting off. No, that 25 <laughs> and 24 and 26 class are loaded. Uh, yeah, 25 especially is, uh, you know, it's loaded. As good as can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not letting up no time soon, you no. know. So so it's going to get interesting, you know. And then I got a couple of things that I'm about to roll out, you know, in the next six months. That's, that's going to make it real interesting, you know, uh, for everybody. And make it fun, too. Right. What's what's some of the vision? Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about Tixar Canada. You can answer that within this question. What's some of the vision that you can share? Obviously, you've added Texarkana. You're now coming to Salt Lake City. I'm here to be able to watch the event uh, tonight, actually. So I'm looking forward to that and just being in a new state and bringing Texas teams here and getting some other teams. What's some of the vision like overall? Maybe not specific things, but what's the goal of what you're trying to do for the for the for basketball as a whole? I want to uh, kind of use the same template that I have in Dallas. So. I went to Texarkana because I was born and raised in Texarkana and I wanted to do something in my city. I wanted to do, I wanted to have something special to where kids know that the first weekend of December, that they don't have to worry about the stuff that's going on there, you know, cause it's, it's a lot of crime that's going for it to be a small, small city. You know, it's a lot of crime, you know, and a lot of reckless things that are going on right now. So I wanted to give them um, an outlet at least for a weekend. To be able to watch some of the kids that they watch on, you know, the, the, the all the videos, the ballless life slams, the the um the Texas hoops and all of that over time. I want them to see those guys in person that they, you know, are always on their phone watching. I also wanted to bring in these uh teams from the city and bring big city basketball to the country, you know, and I think that's 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 big because it's a different market. Uh, it's a different type of consumer that's watching these games. And it's also good for the kids and the teams as well. You know, so yes. uh, I did the Red River one. Um, I bought in the top teams from Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas. And they all played against each other, you know. And it, and it was a good weekend. You know, I was worried, worried the first night, you know, because two of the local football teams were deep in the playoffs. But we end up, you know, uh, being about 85% sold out. And wow. then on Saturday, you know, we packed that thing out. You know, we had some really good teams, a couple games that I thought were going to be good games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, that's part of it. You know, uh, everybody's a dog in their state until, you know, they go face another dog from another state. And then you kind of get humbled and kind of realize, you know what, I'm state good, but I'm not regional or national good yet. And then this is what I need to work on to get to that level or see guys that are at that level, you know, and I think all the teams got something out of it. I came out to Utah um, because it's a different market. You know, nobody's doing anything like this out here. Um, I think it was time for it was time to expand. Um, A good friend of mine um, is the head basketball coach at the school where we're hosting it at at Lehigh. His name's Quincy Lewis. Uh, A lot of people may remember Quincy when he was the let when he was the head coach at Lone Peak. Um, this is when Lone Peak was like 
the number one team in the country for like three, four years in a row, you know, when they had some dudes. You know, nobody would have thought that a bunch of guys out of Utah would have been, you know, putting up the kind of points they were putting up and running a lot of these big, big, big name schools out of the gym. Um, and so he's at Lehigh now. You know, he had left and went to BYU, and then he's at Lehigh. Uh, and it was a great opportunity. You know, funny story. I called I called him and said, hey, man, you may not remember me. I used to try to get you to come to Thanksgiving, you know, but due to the way that uh, Utah uh, season started, we can never figure it out. I want to do something in, in Utah. He said, ah, sure, whatever. I said, no, nah, man, I'm serious. I'm coming to Utah tomorrow. I called him the next day about 11 o'clock. I said, hey, I'm in the front office. He said, the front <laughs> office where? I'm in the front office of school. I said, I'm here. <laughs> and he was like, are you serious? I said, yeah, man. I said, the Lehigh Pioneers, right? I said, I see the big old Lehigh <laughs> Lehi in the front. <laughs> And then he came around and then he was like, oh, so you really trying to do this? I said, yeah. I said, I'm doing it. I said, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it somewhere else. And I told yeah. him, I got these teams lined up. He said, hey, let's get it done. You know, and we got some of the best teams uh, in Utah coming to the event. Yeah. Uh, we got some good teams from Texas. We've got uh, one of the better teams in Florida uh, with Norlin, well, uh, Miami Norlin out of Dade County. Uh, they got a real good sophomore by the name of Marcus Allen that I'm really excited to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Durango out of Vegas coming. Uh, we got all the best teams and players in Utah as well. You know, they, we also have one of my favorite players to watch from Farmington High School in Utah, uh, oh, Colin Chandler. You know, so I'm excited to see him. You know, they play against uh, Norland, Miami Norland tonight, but then they got Kimball tomorrow. You mm. know, so him and him and Ontario should be, you know, you know, some pay per view type stuff. You know, but uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about it. You know. Uh, I know I'm rambling, but a funny, another funny story. Has anybody have have you have you guys seen Cool Running? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. So remember when the Bobsled team, Bob team, yeah. When they first got to Canada and how they acted when they saw the snow? Yeah. That's how all these teams were yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all of them were. The coach from New Orleans, I think he emptied his bag and put every piece of clothing that he brought on before he got out. <laughs> like every single one. It was hilarious, man. It was it was a good time. But that's part of what I, why I did it as well, because I wanted to give uh, kids that look like us and walk and talk like us yeah. a different experience. Yeah, you right. know, some of them, were, this was their first time on a plane. Some of them, this was the first time seeing mountains and snow, you know, and just kind of give them something that they could take on with them, whether they continue to play basketball or not, you know, because they can always say, hey, man, when I was in high school, I played in an event uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Man, I saw mountains, then, you know, the snow was pretty, you know, the wind was blowing, you know, it was really, really dope. And, uh, you know, give them something, you know, a memory that they can cherish for a lifetime. I love it. I love it. I was just going to say, what, what goes into the matchups? I mean, I know that's got to be a big thing. Do people request? And then do people try to say, no, nah, we're, we're dodging them? I know the Texas team aren't dodging anybody, but how, what goes into the matchups? Because I know there's some mastery that goes in that that you can share. It's a little bit. You know, I can't give away the whole gumbo the whole recipe. Sauce, of course. Yeah, 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 I can't give away the whole gumbo. Can't get the whole recipe. Nah, man, can't do it. You know, but a lot of times I kind of check the pulse of what the city wants. You know, <clears> that factors in a lot of it, too. Yeah. Uh, what the city wants, what hasn't happened that that needs to happen. Right. Uh, but then on the flip side of it, I involve the coaches a lot, you know, because I don't want them to feel like that I put them in a no win situation. You know, so I kind of um, 
I kind of, for lack of better words, in in some cases, kind of let the coaches pick their own poison. Yep. And then kind of add my own seasoning to it, and then kind of say, hey, you know, this would probably be the best thing for for the event. Yep. I got one last question. I'll I'll let Ani ask the very last one. We got two left. Uh, how has the rise of like Duncanville High School in particular? Because Duncanville hasn't always been what they are now. Obviously, they had a run with Phil McNeely. There was some in-between spurts, but it's on a different level than it's really ever been for the culture, too. So how much has that made it? And, and there's always been a team within the city, but Duncanville in particular just seems like um, consistently now you kind of know what you're going to get year in and year out. No matter what the, what the players are, who the players are, there's always going to be one of the top teams in the country. How has that helped just being able to put events on the way that you are? Uh, it, it it's helped, you know. I think you know uh, certain schools have a culture um, and a expectation, and I think that when those schools are good, the basketball in the city has more excitement. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, for example, you know when Lincoln or Sock are really good. The city buzzes more. Yep. You know, when North Crawley is good, the city buzzes more. You know, just because of their fan base and just because of their alumni and things like that, you know. Um, and with Duncanville playing well and Duncanville, um, I was talking to someone about this last night. You know, the stuff on the court is the stuff on the court. But Duncanville and, and a few other programs have really done a phenomenal job of marketing their program. Yep. And then that's the difference. Yep. You know, just to, just, just to be honest with you, you know, don't yep. get me wrong, Duncanville is a phenomenal program, but the marketing that they've done and the way that they do it, you yep. know, that's what really has has elevated a lot. Right. You know, and they 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 do some stuff that's that's for lack of better words, cool that a lot of other coaches won't risk doing because yep. they don't want to take the backlash for it if they lose. Yep. You know, I think, you know, because if you, it's rare. I've watched this now, like Duncanville coaches were the first set of coaches that I saw jaywalking, you know, wearing Jordans on the sideline. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And it seems real simple. It seems real simple. Right. But kids pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah. Just like when I go to these events in the summertime and then the live period, you know, college coaches, you know, they getting their shoe game right because they know kids. It's, it sounds petty and it sounds simple, but kids looking at that. And then yep. now you got coaches that are that are like elite Nike schools or elite Adidas schools, like they rocking Yeezys, you know what I'm saying? They rocking the exclusive dunks, you know what I'm saying? They rocking the Travis Scott's because that's an eye catcher for those kids now. And then um, they're 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 using that to their advantage. And I think like simple stuff like that, and then the way that they market themselves, you know, is a is a is a um, is a plus for them. Yep. And then I think that you know not just the basketball stuff is going to be the basketball stuff, but the way that they do that, I think that if other programs did that, that that would kind of help elevate you know what they're doing. But you got to be ready for the backlash that comes with it if you don't win, right? Right. You know? Right. But that's just part of it. You know, yep. but if you market yourself, you know, that way, because they do a hell of a job, you know, and I, um, Brittany does a, a great job with that yep. as well. Brittany Graham does a great job, a yep. really good job, you know, and I think if other programs, you know, 
kind of use that template to right. market their program that they can kind of elevate as they win as well. Yep. You know, because you got to win too. You know, you can't come out with like some brand new uniforms every game and get your head beat in. You know what I'm saying? Right, real talk. <laughs> Coming from the college level, it was really kind of taking a page out of what you see from coaches at the highest level. I mean, now you, you look at the bigger programs, Chris Beard, you'll use him as an example at Texas. That's something he did at Texas Tech, and now he's bringing to Texas. He's got his fireside chats. He's he's engaging with his fan base. He's yep. engaging with the culture. Uh, obviously, the assistants the same way. Uh, you know, Musselman, who's really big on social media, has also used that. And you got to win, like you said. But there's an element of this part of the production. This is part of the being a part of this program. Calipari, obviously, they have a stage. They're doing the same thing. So yeah, Calipari's the master of this, no doubt. Calipari been doing some slick stuff. Listen, man, for a long time. I don't remember what year it was. Calipari got on Twitter and he said, "I apologize to all the recruits that I hadn't returned your call. I've been busy dealing with my six first round draft picks. Some along those lines." And, he said that. and that was the most player comment I've heard. I like you slick for that. You real slick for that. You know, what I'm saying the way he the way he did it. But I think other people are doing some stuff as well you know in the college ranks um my boy alvin brooks he after they won that championship he's killing. Uh, it was like he had like everything ready it, it was like he was on what's the guy on twitter who always has the funny knee right on cue uh, uh josiah uh, uh, okay. uh, yeah. yeah yeah it was like, like it was it, it was like ab3 had like hey if i ever win a championship this is what i got lined up <laughs> I'm <gonna hit> <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's like hey man if I go to the club tonight, I'm rocking this outfit. You already got it laid out in there. It was like AB had it ready. Like as soon as the championship hit, like he had some some dope content. Coming he really out. did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. You know what I'm yeah, I think he had the Uno game the one time or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh man, trophy. He yeah, had, he had some great stuff. But that's like you said, that's all about for the culture. You know what I mean? That's that's part of recruiting. That's part of branding. That's part of showing that you can still have fun and win. Yes, yes, yes. No doubt about it. All right, Arnie, I'll let you close it out. Uh, you talk going to the, back to the Texarkana, uh, uh, <clears throat> the Red River, um, uh, uh, shootout who fest. Um, you know, after the games, I saw the kids taking pictures with the players and stuff like that. I thought that was really, uh, really dope experience for them. You talked about you want to provide that experience when you saw the kids like coming into the court and taking pictures. I mean, how did that make you feel? It felt really good, you know, and then I'll tell you why. Because, you know, we've had teams long time ago that would go to the Marshall County Hoop Fest or the um, the cancer event that they used to have in West Virginia. Yeah. And there would always be kids <clears throat> lined up and waiting on the teams after that. And I felt really good about it, um, about that one, because um, I'll just say it, like all the kids that was there, you know, ain't no telling what they would have normally been doing if they hadn't been at that um, event. That's the first thing, you know, because I was really happy to see so many kids there that that weren't out, you know, or uh, doing some stuff that they don't have any business or at home or just on the video game playing, you know, not, you know, doing anything. That was the first thing. The second thing is that I was extremely happy and extremely proud because uh, all those kids look like us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they and they were all happy. They got to see the guys who they heard about or read about or see on the different outlets. And just the look on their faces was worth it. But on the flip side of it, 
seeing the faces of those players getting that kind of love, you know, that was really dope as well. You know, because in the major cities, they're so accessible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, you know, they're so accessible. You know, you can see, you know, this kid or that kid anywhere, you know, and you can see them so many times. Like this was like, hey, if I want to see these guys, I got one time and I'm to see them this close and to see them before, you know, they go to that to that next level. And those kids, man, you should have saw their faces. They was lighting up, you know, on both sides. You know, I think the the players that was taking the pictures was just excited as the kids that was asking for the picture, you know, and, yeah. it, and it was like really, really dope. And I kind of hate that I didn't get any content, you know, to, you know, to like a keepsake, you know, for myself, mm-hmm. because those kids, like they really, really, you know, enjoyed that. And the players really enjoyed it too. I don't, I don't think the players were like ready for that, you know, yeah. because, because the kids were like, Hey, you know, can I get a picture? You know, can you ask him if I can get a picture? I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> You know, and then on the flip side, you know, from a, a long ball standpoint, I think those guys are, are, will be able to benefit from that long term because now it kind of strengthens their brand, yep. you know, from an NIL perspective, you know, on long term. Because now, you know, they built a fan base in a, um, in a following. Yeah, in southwest Arkansas, northeast um, Texas, in um, north northwest Arkansas and southeast mm-hmm. Oklahoma you know they built a big fan base there and the, you know some of these teams that are out here now you know uh they're going to build a big following you know in Utah yeah you know and, the, and, then, and then those small town people and then people in other places these are the consumers that are potentially one day going to going to buy your NFT or or are going to um you know pay for you know a signing here or want um you know uh you know John Doe players uh, merch when it comes out, you know, so I, I think, you know, long-term, you know, that's for it. But then right now I was just so happy to see, you know, these kids faces. Yeah, man, we appreciate so much. You could taking the time. I'm looking forward to seeing the fireworks in uh, Salt Lake city. Uh, excited to do it. And yeah, just salute to you, man. You've been doing a ton for the culture for a long time, but definitely the next step has just been a, it's been an amazing thing to watch from afar and, and even up close and, so I know you got even more in your bag of tricks. Looking forward to it, man. Oh, yeah. We just drop a rose bomb on y'all in about three months. Perfect. I'll be ready yeah, for it. Yeah, we boys across the head with this one. Yeah, we'll have to have you back and we can talk about it again, man. We appreciate no it. Looking forward to it, man. And uh, keep doing the great work for the culture. Yeah, definitely. Hey, man, I appreciate you, this and I appreciate you guys for having me on as well. Absolutely. No, no doubt. Okay, G. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.